0: On frustration, <laughs> and um, you know, I seem to be getting all the, the fun messages, perseverance, frustration. I don't know if they're trying to tell me something, <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, it's, uh, it was a really interesting time preparing this message because I felt like. <laughs> The Lord was just speaking to me, and I'm like, okay, am I going to actually be preaching to me, or am I preaching to the people? Let me not be too, you know, um, vulnerable, because everyone's going to think I get frustrated very often. (laughs) Maybe I do. (laughs) All right. But what we're really hoping to achieve through this series is that you get a better grip, a better grip on your emotions and on your feelings. And um, because it's really important to know how to respond from a biblical perspective, Am I right? And if we don't get a grip on our feelings and emotions, it can actually start to have a destructive effect on our lives, on the way we think, on the way we feel, and even on the things that we do. And um, if, we, if we're if we not in check with our emotions, I know the guys are like already checking out, like we're talking about emotions and feelings. You guys don't like to go there, do you? <laughs> Don't you get emotional when you're watching soccer and your team is losing? (laughs) See, emotions are a guy thing too. (laughs) You get angry, and um, so if we if we don't keep our emotions and our feelings in check, it can start to wreak havoc on our lives. Did anyone here get frustrated this morning? I mean, we've only had a couple of hours of this morning so far, but anyone here had some frustration? Okay, I'm sure we've we've all had a little bit. A frustration trying to show face. <laughs> okay, so if we don't keep a check on our feelings and emotions, and, and in today's message we're going to talk about frustration, if we don't keep it in check, it's going to start dominating our responses and our reactions to people and to things that start to happen in our lives. And even to God, we can show frustration towards God. Did you know that? No one wants to put their hand up. (laughs) Okay, it's very real. So we're hoping that just throughout this series, this is what God's going to do in our lives, that we just get a a better grip on on what we feel and how to respond. All right, so science or psychology. Now, if you're a a scientist or a psychologist, um, you know, hopefully what I say is right. (laughs) did get this uh, from a reliable source, Google. Okay, so science or psychology tells us that certain personality types are more prone to agitation or frustration or annoyance or being irritable or being frustrated. Okay, so maybe you could say, well, that's me. I don't even need to go and do like a personality test. I just know I'm very easily frustrated. I'm very easily annoyed with life and with people. Okay. And now, whether this is partially true or wholly true, I'll leave that with you to decide. Okay. But either way, it doesn't mean that just because we maybe have a type A personality or a melancholic personality that now we must just accept that frustration and, and irritability and offense, which we're actually going to talk about in two weeks' time, is just our, just, it's just who we are. Just accept it. This is just me. If you do something, I'm gonna get annoyed. If I don't get my way, you know, just, just, I'm gonna get frustrated with you. Don't, don't take offense. <laughs> that shouldn't be our default just because we're categorized into a certain personality type, okay? Because we're, as, as Christians and as believers, we're all going through this process of renewal of our hearts and of our minds. And if we're being renewed, then what are we being renewed in, in our emotions, in our thoughts, and in our feelings? So we can't use that as an excuse that it's just my personality type. So, you know, some people do, okay, it is very real, though, that some people do um, bounce back quicker from certain things that happen to them. Some people... Maybe because of their personality type take a little bit slower or a little bit longer to get back because they really feel the, the effects of someone letting them down. They're, maybe they've, um, you know, just had so much happening to them in life that they kind of, that's just their stance that they maybe never even get to that place where they're able to overlook or to overcome. But I'm really praying that through this message today, we're going to be able to look at our lives and say, that's not me, and I'm going to bounce back quicker. Amen. 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 Okay, so what is frustration? If I had to go around the room, we'd probably all have, you know, just some little um, definition of frustration based on our experience of it. And the dictionary tells us that um, frustration is a feeling or expression of distress Or annoyance resulting from an inability to change or achieve something, Um, where it's defined as where a feeling when we're unable to follow or be successful in a particular career. Anyone feeling frustrated in their career right now, and you're just like looking for that open door. Short lived, eh? Um, Frustration is also defined as to prevent from progressing or succeeding or being fulfilled. We get frustrated a lot of the time where we feel unfulfilled because of people, because of maybe we feel unfulfilled in our walk with God, we feel unfulfilled in our friendships, in our relationships, in our jobs, in our families. Um, Where we also feel frustrated when someone causes us to feel upset or annoyed as a result of being unable to change or achieve something. So there are a whole lot of definitions here. And, and like I say, we would probably all, based on our experiences, have our own definitions. But basically, these, these feelings of annoyance, feeling defeated, disheartened, discouraged, unable to succeed or make progress, they pretty much all would put them in a nutshell, right? That's a very big nutshell. <laughs> and we all experience frustrations. Unfortunately, sadly, life is full of them. And I don't think a single day goes by where we don't experience it in some way. Like, is Karabo here? Like, he shared with us on his way to church two Sundays ago, get into the car, start the engine. What happened? A whole lot of nothing. Isn't that just frustrating, especially when you've got to be somewhere? If you're running late for work, what about traffic? Traffic Frustrates me. People who don't obey the rules on the road frustrate me. <laughs> Stop lying, Fanele. <laughs> Guys, um yeah, like so traffic on the road, like why it's I think it's it's one of the places where our, our patience is really tested, right? And we're very there's a short fuse there for some people, not like me. <laughs> um What about when parents, when your kids won't get dressed for school and you're running late because everybody woke up late? Or they've only got one sock. Or their shirt is dirty and the other one's in the wash and you've only got two. (laughs) Or they won't eat their breakfast and you've got to get out the door. You're going to be late for church again. You didn't wake me up. (laughs) lost a school jersey or a lunchbox. (laughs) Should I keep going? (laughs) Calm down, calm down. (laughs) Okay, something breaks and now you've got to fork out money to replace it or fix it. What about that feeling when you're so excited to get something and you've spent money on it and you get home? Man, and it's just not all that anymore. (laughs) so frustrating <laughs> so these are just some of the more general things in life that frustrate us what about some, some of the more bigger things like not being able to accomplish certain goals or not feeling like you can finish certain tasks or assignments or not feeling like you can finish what you started again some people say oh that's just me I'm a, I'm a procrastinator <laughs> No, it's not just you. It's, you need to redeem that, okay? What about feeling like you're continually failing at something? Especially something that when you, you know this is something you want to do, this is something you're supposed to be doing, but you just feel like you're failing. Or you feel like you're just failing at life. Or people, people frustrate us, don't they, when they're not doing what they should be doing. When you have, you know, maybe a... An assignment at work, maybe, I don't know, if at work, group, do we do group assignments? <laughs> but group projects, <laughs> I'm thinking campus. <laughs> and people are not doing their share. It's so frustrating because it means you've got to pick up extra. Or maybe your, your end result is going to be not as awesome as it should be. Or we feel frustrated because we've been trusting God for something and it's not showing up yet. We're so frustrated because it's not happened yet. God, I've been praying. I've been praying for my own home. I've been faithful. Why is it not happening? It's real, right? We get so wrapped up in the frustration of just life that it actually begins to hinder us. In such a way that it just starts to show its effects, not only internally but externally as well. In our maybe in the um, the what's the word I'm looking for the in our work when it's help me when something should be awesome but it's not <laughs> the excellence, yeah of our work. It's not really the word I'm going for, but it's somebody took it just out of my mind. <laughs> you're thinking it, but you're just not saying it for me, right? The end result is not as awesome as it should be. Okay, because inside we're so frustrated. Maybe somebody gave you a task to do that you don't even want to do in the first place. So you're frustrated at them, you're frustrated at the task, and now you're just not putting your all into it. You know, the Bible says that... Um, in our sin, sorry, in our anger, we must not sin. I'm just paraphrasing. And, you know, we can, we can feel anger. We can feel um, just the anger as a result of something that's happened or something that somebody said or done. So the Bible says that we'll be angry, but in that anger, don't sin. Can I put frustration in there? That even though frustration will come and we will feel it in our frustration, guys, let us not sin. In the way that we respond to people, in the way that our hearts respond to God, in our actions and the things that we do. Because sometimes we can blame frustration for the reason that we're acting out in a certain way and think that it's justified. But it's not. It's just because you don't have a grip on your mind, on your thoughts and on your emotions. You know, the NLT version says, don't sin by letting anger control you. And don't let the sun go down while you are still angry. How many times have we felt just various emotions of annoyance, anger, frustration, and we've actually, we know what's in that moment. Don't, don't yield to it. Overlook it. Love covers, the Bible says. Don't, don't, um, show your irritation deal with it here. How many times have we actually chosen to let it control us? To let it control our responses to people, the words that we speak? How many times have we just let loose because we've been frustrated? Because Langer didn't show up. He always shows up. Do you? (laughs) He doesn't always show up. I don't know. Just because you're right here. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. As how many times do we say things that we regret out of frustration or annoyance or anger and then we've got to go and do damage control and we're too proud to go and say sorry and we've got to deal with that. There's, there's an emotional maturity that we need to aspire to. And, you know, where we can say, the Bible says that we should live Not according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. And the word says in Romans chapter 8, verse 5 in the Amplified Version, it says, For those who are living according to their flesh set their minds on things of the flesh, which gratify the body. But those who are living according to the spirit set their minds on the things of the spirit, which is his will and his purpose. And how often do we just give in to the flesh? That frustration, that annoyance, that anger, because as I said, we feel justified. Sometimes it even feels good when you said what you've said, because they deserve it. They shouldn't have done that, and they deserve it. They were late, and they deserve to be, you know, scolded. And guys, just side note, we should hold people accountable. But it's the way in which we do it that is important. In our anger, in our frustration, let us continue to love one another. Let us continue to cover the wrongs. Let us not sin in our anger or in our frustration. So we've got to arise to just that emotional maturity that God is wanting to work in our hearts. Where you know, we we so often just, we're living like baby Christians. You know, when, when we come to know Jesus, when we come to the Lord, and we're just learning everything about what the Bible says about life and how we should live and who God is, that we're still learning and, and we make mistakes. And, um, and we can say, oh, it's okay, they're, they're, just, they're a new believer. They're still learning. What about when you've been walking with the Lord for 10 years and you're still acting like a baby Christian because you're too proud to go and say sorry because you've vented or you've shown frustration or you don't know how to control your emotions because you just keep giving in to them. Guys, we need to live according to the Spirit who is at work within us Redeeming us, renewing our minds, redeeming redeeming our actions, our emotions, our thoughts. Guys, if we don't get a grip on our thoughts, they're, they're really, what's in here is going to come out here. And it really will bring chaos into your life. It'll it'll just run wild. And then as I said, people are going to start to feel that. And they're going to be on the receiving end of your unchecked emotions and feelings. And your unchecked frustrations. As valid as they might be. Frustration also causes stress. Anyone here been stressed because you've just, something's not working. You can't do it. It's, not, it's just not happening for you. Or people are stressing you out. When sometimes we feel like people are blocking um, our goals or blocking our ability to achieve our goals, we become stressed. I don't know what to do with this person. I don't know how to deal with this, and now you kind of like your life just comes at a standstill to some degree because you kind of just okay, it's not happening. I can't do it. I'm just going to go back. I'm not even going to attempt to move any, move forward in this anymore. Guys, why do we yield so easily to to when you, it looks like you're standing in front of a wall? We just we stop there. We don't try to break through. We don't keep going. We don't persevere. There's that word again. We don't persevere because we feel like frustration. Frustration is the end of it sometimes for us. And, you know, sometimes what, um, what happens is that we, when we feel angry, when we feel irritated, when we feel annoyed, um, psychology or science tells us that these are actually um, defense mechanisms that when we feel frustrated that these so-called defense mechanisms help us try and cope with the effect of not achieving a goal or not being able to see something to completion or maybe somebody saying something to you and your defense mechanism is to feel annoyed with them because it helps it tries to help your mind cope with what's happening now unfortunately it's not the right way according to the word of god because You know, the word would encourage us to push through, to persevere, to trust God, and to not give up. So our defense mechanisms, unfortunately for a lot of us, are unrenewed. And in these areas of our lives where we would normally respond in a certain way, we've got to learn to stop and check ourselves and learn to respond in the opposite. And we need to understand the difference between our doing and God's doing. Because sometimes we try to do when we've got to stop and actually let God do. And when we do, then we start to produce works of the flesh. But when we wait on God, even if it's just someone's done something to you and you feel like, I don't have time to wait on God now. I've got to respond, you know. If you can just check yourself within that moment, let me not do, let me not respond, but let God work in me in this moment. And let let me empower the spirit in this moment. So what do we need to do when we feel frustrated? In moments where it just feels like it comes at you and you don't have a long time to just, you know, you've got to respond now. I can't go away and something's happening. I've got to deal with this now. Sometimes we can. Sometimes it is good just to be quiet and walk away. <laughs> Not easy for some, for some personality types. <laughs> you've got to ask yourself, Am I trying to make something happen that I have no control over? I love, I'm exposing myself, I love being in control. And I love having control. Because if I'm in control, and if I can make things work the way I want them to work, then I'm going to be happy. (laughs) Don't care how it makes you feel, I'm going to be happy. (laughs) So, So you need to ask yourself that question a good indicator for us it's just a little regroup moment am I trying to make something happen that I actually have no control over, am I lying to myself and then secondly am I trying to change someone and I think so often a large part of our frustration, or a large source of our frustration and anger is that we're trying to change somebody when it's not our job to do that And again, disclaimer, we can hold people accountable because people do need a change, but God is working in them and we can walk alongside people and we we can help them and we're going to talk more about that just now and our expectations of people. But guys, it's not your job to change somebody. Leave that to God. And if he gets frustrated with them, at least he knows how to deal with it better than we do because I'm sure he's got his emotions in check, right? (laughs) Right? So just for example, as we've said so we, we face frustrations on a daily basis can you Can you control the traffic if it's just moving very slowly and you've got to get to work, you've got to get to that meeting? Do you think you can just stop everything and get out your car and it's going to make it go faster? No, maybe you can do with those guys at the robots, <laughs> but you're not going to get to work. Okay, you get frustrated because you feel like you, you want to do something. And you feel like hooting is going to make things work, right? <laughs> it's just that magic hooter. It does things. It doesn't do things. It makes other people frustrated. Okay, So we need to regroup. And just in moments where we feel like we want to control, but we actually can't control, we've got to get a grip on a bit of peace in there. <laughs> okay, <clears throat> I feel like frustration is the enemy of peace when we're so filled with these emotions that we don't know how to control or we don't know how to handle, a kind of peace starts to just seep out, drip out, fade away. And then what kind of people do we become? Not very nice people. I don't want to hang out with you. So we need to recognize that we have no control on most of the things that are happening around us and we've just got to let go. It's one of the hardest things to do is to let go. And you know what? Maybe sometimes you can't even control a specific outcome, but it's not for you to control. If they make a mistake, they make a mistake. They've got to learn. Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3. Not all the scriptures are going to come up. Because... I want you guys to get into your Bibles a little bit. Isaiah chapter 26 verse 3. It says, You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Guys, if the word says that he will keep us in perfect peace if our mind is stayed on him then why aren't we doing that? Why are we so quick to deflect to the stuff that are happening around us, to things that are causing us to be agitated and annoyed? And we actually give that more time of day than we do the Word of God. And I was just thinking about this yesterday. Like, you know, why is it so easy to be affected by people around us than it is to just wait on God and... Be affected by His presence and His Word and His goodness and His love. I think it's harder because we've got to face it with God. With people like you're right there, you know, you're, I can feel it right here and right now. With God, it takes more effort. It takes more effort to keep my mind stayed, stayed on Him, not jumping back and forth. God the world, God the world. We've got to stay on Him. And I think that's, why, that's really why a lot of people are so frustrated with life, because they, they are focusing too much on their problems instead of trying to get their hearts and their eyes on the peace of God. Where are you at in that? If you had to think about yourself, are you shifting? Are you fencing it, God in the world? It's no wonder that we feel so out of touch with God sometimes. God, where are you? I don't feel your peace. Guys, there's an element of faith. This, this life that we live, it's a life of faith. And if we don't make a point of connecting with God, if we don't make a point of waiting on Him or choosing Him before we respond to something or someone, then unfortunately our default, which our default should be, that we're living according to the Spirit. Unfortunately, we're living according to the flesh. And the flesh basically is all that unredeemed, that before Christ, BC days nature. And a lot of us are living in our BC nature when the Bible says that we're a new creation. So we shouldn't be so easily frustrated with people and things. We shouldn't be so easily moved by stuff that happens to us. But it's very real that because it's so present, that we feel it and that we respond to it. So let's keep our minds stayed on Him. You know, in general, when whenever we we reach our goals or we do things that um, we've been trying to do and it works out, we we feel pleased with ourselves, right? Because we've accomplished something, and we're we're happy. We've, we've can, you know, take that off. We've done it until the next thing. And what happens at the next thing? Not so easy. <laughs> not as easy as the last one. I thought I was all that, but I'm actually not. <laughs> we When we're prevented, when something seems to be standing in the way, and guys, sometimes it's just our mind, eh? We, we I don't want to jump ahead, but we, we start to blame other people. But actually, a lot of the time, it's just us. And we need to win in our minds. We've got to win in here so that we can actually see something changing out out in our lives. We've got to stop feeding the negative. Stop feeding the frustration. Stop feeding the offense, the annoyance, the irritability. Because it's going to begin to affect and will block you. We've got to have overcoming spirits. Amen? So when we don't reach a goal or we feel like we're prevented from reaching our goals or doing something and we then succumb to this frustration and this irritability and we we get annoyed and we get angry and we feel like we're failures and we can't do anything and we're never going to do anything awesome again, but we've forgotten what we've just done. We're so quick to be, you know, just forgetting what God's just done in our lives, and who we are. We, we're very short sighted sometimes and we only look at the problems and the here and the now. And then we're wondering why we're we not growing in God, why we're not accomplishing much, why, you know, in the past year we've, out of our ten, okay, let's make it more realistic, five goals, only maybe done one. Who, who here had some New Year's resolutions? This is this the awkward moment? <laughs> maybe, maybe you don't like to call them resolutions, maybe just some goals for the year, for your life. Finally, yeah. How many of those have you even attempted? They're up on your wall, they look nice. They make you feel good when you, or maybe they don't make you feel good because they just remind you of what you should be doing, but you're not doing. (laughs) But how many times are we actually purposeful and mindful in attempting to succeed in some of the things that we do? Or maybe they're they're so big and far-fetched and out there. And I want to encourage you, keep dreaming big. (laughs) But maybe they're a little bit unrealistic for your here and now, and you're feeling frustrated and you're wondering why. Reality checked. Okay, so we we can experience two types of frustrations, or what I'll call goal blockers. And um, so we basically we can have internal blocks, and we can have external blocks. And internal frustrations. That we experience, they usually involve disappointment when we get let down, when we feel like we can't have what we want, maybe as a result of um, maybe those unrealistic goals, maybe as a result of people letting you down, maybe you're feeling like you're lacking in some area, you don't have everything That it takes or you don't have what it takes to, to do certain things. So you start to have a little bit of a a low self-esteem. You don't believe that you are who you feel like God says you are. That when people encourage you, you don't believe them. And it can become an internal blockage to you actually growing in the things that, that you need to do. It can, if you have been given a task and you just don't feel like you're equipped to do it, maybe you aren't, but you can always learn. But if you don't think that you have the ability to learn, then you're not going to be going after it in the way that you should. Maybe you lack confidence to do what you need to be doing. Maybe you have just other types of internal frustrations where um, you feel like you have competing goals. Like you want to do this, but you also want to do that, but you can't do them together. So what do you do? Nothing. We just settle for nothing. Nothing. And then secondly, we have just some external causes of frustration. And they, can, they are those outside or physical conditions, for example, like um, just things that we can't control. So they're almost like roadblocks that we encounter in life, including other people and things that get in the way of our goals. Have you ever had something or somebody get in the way of your goals? And you just want to take them out. <laughs> but we're Christians, so we don't do that. <laughs> One of the biggest sources of frustration today is, our, is caused by feeling like we're wasting time. You're standing in line at the shop, and the line is so long, and you keep checking how many items they have in their bag, or they've got a, in their trolley, I mean... They their trolley's too full, so you move from the nest and then oh no, they're also and then you keep moving and you're actually wasting your own time, but you're thinking they're wasting your time. <laughs> when we're waiting around for people and they're late, we love you guys. <laughs> work on that. And you feel like they're wasting time. Don't you sometimes feel like you're wasting time, like life, you're not doing things that you should be doing, and life is going, life is moving and you're not doing anything with your life, and you feel frustrated. But what are you doing with your frustration? I don't know about you, but when I get to the end of my life, I don't want to have any regrets. And as much as I say that, I do have a lot of regrets. (laughs) But my hope is that I would learn from them. And that we can at least be aware in the moment that, you know what, this is a goal. Why did I put it down in the first place? If this is something that's going to impact your life, it's going to change you, it's going to impact other people. If it's going to do something that you can pass down to your children, but you're not doing anything about it. And then you're 60 years old and you're, you know, woe is me, wallowing in self-pity because you didn't achieve much. Well, who are, you, are you blaming God <laughs> for not achieving your goals when, you know, if they're God-given dreams, he'll give you the means, he'll make it happen. Not always easily, but guys, we've got to stop blame shifting. We've got to take responsibility, own it, and then deal with it and do something about it. A lot of us are are not taking responsibility for the things in our lives that we actually do have control over. Because sometimes we we don't want to put in the effort or we don't want to put in the hard work. We, We kind of sometimes want things to be handed to us. I know, I sometimes do. A lot of the time. Most of the time. (laughs) We don't want to work. We don't want to sweat. We don't want to cry. We don't want to be disappointed. We want to be happy. We want to be joyful. And yeah, the Bible says that we should be joyful, but it tells us to also rejoice in our sufferings. So, guys, let's rejoice in our sufferings. very quiet. Nobody wants to rejoice in their sufferings. It's not me, it's the Bible. <laughs> External frustration can be unavoidable a lot of the time. And as much as we can try and do something about it, like finding a different route in traffic, have you ever done that? And you end up like, well, either like somewhere else or more annoyed with yourself or thinking you could find a shortcut. How often do we want to get shortcuts in life because we, we're so frustrated with the path that we're on? And then we just end up worse off. <laughs> let's see it through, guys. If God has called us to take a specific route through a specific challenge, let's see it through. Shortcuts are not there to, you know, we it we to make it easier, but it's not always the case. You know, 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7, it says, Cast all your anxiety and your impatience and your frustration on him. Why? Because he cares for you. And so often we're just keeping it here. We keep it here and have our little pity party, anxiety party, frustration party. Party for one. Actually, party for impatience, anxiety, party for three, and frustration. Guys, we need to learn to cast our cares, our frustrations, our anxieties on God because He actually cares about how you feel. He actually cares about how you respond. He actually cares about what happens to you. And He wants you to learn how to do it better. He wants to make you better. Do you remember we had, I thought, was it last year or the year before, we went on this like make it better campaign? Maybe it was just on our staff team. We wanted to make church better. And if you've been into our boardroom, we've got a beautiful picture of Durban City, and it says, make it better. God wants to make you better. Whatever's happening in your life right now that you feel like it's it's not happening, God wants to make it happen by making it better. And it's only going to be like that if we choose to cost our anxieties our cares our burdens the things that we're dealing with in our hearts the people that we're carrying in our hearts that we just don't want to let go of cast them on jesus he wants to make you better you know rick warren said change always starts in your mind the way you think determines the way you feel and the way you feel influences the way you act Isn't that so true? If we can't win in changing our minds, then we're not going to win in changing the way that we act. As a man thinks, so he is. How are you thinking? How's your thought life? Do you ever check on that? Have you got the word in your mind readily at the go when you need it? Here's a big one, guys. Moving on now. Managing expectations. This is, I feel like, a really big source of our frustration in life, is the expectations that we have. A man by the name of Dennis, I don't know if I'm saying this right, holy or woe shame, expecting the world to treat you fairly because you are good is like expecting the bull not to charge you. Because you're a vegetarian. (laughs) Don't we have like false and unnecessary expectations on people, on things, on situations, on God? And we get easily frustrated when we have expectations of people, situations, of expected outcomes. when, When we experience something that is actually different to what we hope or what we've expected. What about, like, when you're going on holiday and you have a certain expectation? It's going to be awesome. You're going to go to the beach every day. You're going on a beach holiday. You're going to swim in the ocean. You're going to relax. You're going to go and do whatever people like to do on beach holidays. And you get there, and it's raining the whole week. (laughs) Not only that, but you've gone on an overseas island holiday. (laughs) It's raining the whole time. Your your expectation is now disappointed. You're disappointed because of your experience. What about work? You have just started a new job. It's awesome. It sounds awesome. Money is great. Not sure about the people yet. And you get there man, and what a letdown. It's not as exciting or thrilling as you thought it would be. And now you're second-guessing. Oh, did I do the right thing here? It's not as awesome as I thought it would be. Sure, what about us as consumers? Don't we have a certain expectation of what we should be getting, customer service? Oh, man, I think... Mean, It lets us down. (laughs) What about when you've got to submit paperwork? And you're making sure, because you're super organized, that you've got all the paperwork. I'm the kind of person, like, I I don't want to fax stuff through because stuff gets lost. I'd rather go and hand it in or I'll email it ten times. (laughs) Because stuff gets lost. Or when you go into maybe the bank and you're going to go do stuff in the bank and you need X amount of papers and this, this and that and the, or actually maybe home affairs <laughs> we love you home affairs <laughs> and you're like, the kind, okay, you know I'm organized, this is all the paperwork I've need. I've got that stamped that's, okay, everything's filled in right and then what happens when you get there? Missing, missing a document <laughs> There's one more. Well, this person told me I have everything that I need. Now you're telling me this. And then it's a back and forth. Man, isn't that so frustrating? <laughs> you know, there's, there's this gap between expectation and frustration. No. Expectation and experience. And when we have a bad experience, that gap is filled with What? Frustration. Um, you know, last year, some of us ladies uh, went to the colour conference, the Hillsong on Colour conference in Cape Town. Colleen was there, I remember Lita, whoever. Um, and I'm a super, I like to think I am super organized. Um, and I like to be. <laughs> For me. Um I like to be detailed, I like to make lists and know what's happening and um, you know, booked our accommodation in a place where it would be re- we would be very close to the venue because we didn't have a car, so we were gonna catch an Uber. So obviously Uber we wanna keep the cost down a little bit. And sorted, all good, awesome, looking forward to conference. I think it was called what like two two days before or something? Um, Jill, who was with us, she was inquiring about she was wanting to stay on longer. And then she messages us, and um, she's like, oh, by the way, they've made a mistake. (laughs) They overbooked themselves, and they've they've moved us to another location. Man, oh, man, were we not happy (laughs) because super-organized, specifically looked for accommodation in an area that would not be too far from where we were going, that we would keep our costs down for transport. And um, for me, I think the most frustrating thing was that we probably only would have found out once we'd arrived. Guys, we can't be doing this. (laughs) That is frustrating. What about... Who here is, like, a spontaneous person? You, someone can just call you up and say, like, hey, what are you doing? Let's go out. And you're ready to go. Like, you're just waiting. Have you seen that that, that meme where that person's just, like, sitting on their bed waiting? <laughs> Who's that kind of people? Okay. Respect. That is not me. No, I'm organized. Like, give me an hour before I need to get ready. Better <laughs> do the hair. If I'm chilling, I don't, like, want to get taken out of my chill zone. (laughs) If I'm going to be spontaneous, it's on my terms when I feel like it. (laughs) Glory. (laughs) So I get frustrated when people are not organized or people, like, expect me to do something and it hasn't been planned for or I must just, like, drop everything at the drop of a hat. And guys... We also need to understand that as much as we can have expectations on certain people, um, we've got to remember that not everybody is like us. We've got to be gracious. We've got to be kind. We've got to be accommodating of personality types and how people respond and the things that people do. Sometimes we forget that, um, you know, not everyone's as perfect as you are. (laughs) We forget. But Jesus reminds us very quickly, right? Can I, can I please have my water? Thank you. Um, thank you so much. So, can you just, can you, while I'm drinking? <laughs> so, what happens is when we have an expectation and our experience is negative or it's a bad one, what happens? We begin to lower our expectation. And then we don't expect the best. Another example. Do you want to hear another example of mine? <laughs> I love food. We're tight like this. <laughs> and um, I, you know, you know, if you know me, the way to my heart is through food. <laughs> That's, I'll leave it there. <laughs> Let's say your friend calls you up. Who are my foodies (laughs) here? Calls you up. Let's go out for a meal. And um, they recommend a certain restaurant. And the moment they say the name, you're like, you know what, I've been there. The food was uh, not so good. Didn't meet my expectation. Um, I asked to please leave the mushroom sauce. Rather give me cheese sauce. When it arrived, there was no cheese sauce. This is real. There's supposed to be... (laughs) supposed to be rocket but this is lettuce what is this? I know the difference between my lettuce and my rocket (laughs) anyway so I had a bad experience so now my expectation of going there and having a good experience was a little bit here so the moment somebody recommends this place I'm going to be like okay you really want to go you've heard good things I heard good things about it that's why I went and uh, I'm going to go but I'm not going to expect it to be great it'll surprise me if it is how many times do we do we allow our expectations to decrease and we when maybe even people are that you know what, they're they're not gonna don't expect much from them. Maybe we, we have too many bad experiences and then we begin to put a filter on on things and on people because we we don't wanna expect more than what we should, more than what we want because we're gonna be disappointed. We're going to be annoyed with people just because we have bad experience doesn't mean that we should now downgrade our expectation guys you know instead of us downgrading our expectation god wants to come and fill the gap god wants us to enjoy life god wants us to enjoy people god wants us to enjoy him and um You know, I love just the example of Mary and Martha in in Luke uh, chapter 10 from verse 38, where Jesus was coming to their home. And I'll just read it quickly. It says, As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. Sorry, no, the other sister. Martha has a certain expectation of her sister Mary. Jesus came to their home for a meal. What is Mary doing? She's sitting down at his feet of all things, listening to what he's what he's saying, listening to what he's talking about. And she's why is she in the kitchen being the busy one, preparing all the food? And she's frustrated because she wants help. And I find it so funny that she doesn't go to Mary to say, Mary, why aren't you helping me? She just goes straight to Jesus because she thinks Jesus is probably going to give her what she wants. Mary, go help. Don't sit here at my feet. So what happens? Her expectation is not what she'd hoped. And I feel for Mary because so often we just use her as the example of what not to do. And I've always felt for Mary, (laughs) sorry for Martha. And I love actually, you know, when you look at Martha and her life, she's a servant. She's her motivational gift is serving and hospitality. And she put that expectation on Mary because it's I have to do that. You should also do it. But that's not Mary. And sometimes we put expectations on people. That we want them to do X, Y, and Z. We want them to help us. We want them to, um, you know, why are you just sitting there? You should be doing something. Like, wait a minute, why am I doing this by myself? Let me go. Let me go and say something. (laughs) How often do we do that? You know, we, we see why... We can see Mary's Martha's motivational gifts as we can also see just of serving. In in John, we see another account in John chapter twelve, verse two, where um Jesus and Lazarus and some of the people, they were also sitting down for a meal. They obviously like to eat my kind of people. And um we see the word says that Martha was serving them. So even in her in her gifting. In her, in what she could do really well, so she obviously cooked very well, because they like to eat her food. Even in our own expectations that we put on ourselves, sometimes we get it wrong. Sometimes we can miss the point or miss the moment. And um, you know, again, we we need to look at God, and we need to not miss Him. That when we're putting an expectation on somebody else, we've got to be able to stop and say. Okay, is this actually for me? And where am I missing the mark here? We're also not responsible for someone else's relationship with God. You know, how often we get disappointed. We get a, we put certain expectations on people's spiritual life. You know, when you're walking with someone, you're discipling them, you're investing in them, and they're just not, not seem to be growing they not seem to be doing the things that you're encouraging them to do. And we get frustrated with them. You're not responsible for their growth. They're going to have to hold their lives accountable before God for themselves. As much as we should be walking with people, as I said earlier, we should be encouraging people in their faith, discipling people at the end of the day. What they do with what you give them, it's up to them. We we get frustrated when um, people don't seem to respond. They don't seem to respond to our input, to our you know I've taken time to you know get into scripture for you to encourage you in this area of your life, but you don't seem to be applying it. You know you should be a you've been walking with the Lord for five years. Why are you not praying? Why are you not reading the word? You should be leading a connect group. Real frustrations, and sometimes they're valid because we all, as believers, should be doing these things. But again, it's not your responsibility to make. You can take the horse to the water, but you can't make it drink. Psalm 62. It says, "Rest in God alone, my soul, for my hope comes from Him. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my stronghold. I will not be shaken." My salvation and glory depend on God, my strong rock. My refuge is in God. Trust in Him at all times, you people. Pour out your hearts before Him. God is our refuge. We've got to hand people over to God. My salvation is in God's hands alone. My hope is in God. I can hope that you will walk with God in the way that you should. But I can't let my world turn upside down because you're not. Because you're not doing that. And we can't place our expectations of what we think God should be doing in someone's life on them as well. Because sometimes, like, God, you should be doing this, this, and that. They need this. And again... We're sometimes we're too worried and we're too focused about what God is doing in the lives of others than stopping to ask God well he's what are you doing in my life and sometimes we we don't even stop to say you know am I even focused on what you're wanting me to do with my life why am I so frustrated with my life even if it can be a good thing that you're busy with but is it what God has called you to do maybe you feel like God's maybe not even God you just have this desire in your heart to start up something maybe it's um, an organization or maybe work or something that's going to not only benefit you but benefit other people but it's just not working it's just not happening you don't seem to be succeeding and now you're frustrated and you're trying all things to make it happen (laughs) but did God tell you to do that? Did God direct you to do that? And again, it can be a good thing. But is it a God thing? And is your frustration unnecessary? Should you be doing something else? Have you, have you even stopped to listen for God's instruction for your life, for God's purpose for your life, for what it is that God wants you to spend your time, your energy, your resources? What has God graced you for? When you're designed to do something, um, or when you're designed for something, you will be graced in that area. Do you think, are you going to have an awesome time braying with a spoon, trying to turn your meat with a spoon? <laughs> no, it's going to frustrate you because it wasn't designed for that. We have awesome bra for that. Are you guys getting hungry? <laughs> Guys, we're trying to use the wrong things in the wrong situations. We're trying to be people in situations and to people that we weren't designed to be or do. And then it frustrates us because I'm not winning. I'm trying to go and feed the, I don't know, the people on the beachfront. No one's coming. Um, I can't even get all the food together. Meanwhile, God's called you to go and do something else. And you're going to be more awesome at that. Not that that's not important, but maybe there are other people who are graced to do that. What is it that God has graced you to do? We're so sometimes frustrated in life because we've missed it. We haven't stopped to hear, God, who am I? What am I What am I supposed to be doing with myself? Maybe you, um, you're in a job that you just don't feel like, man, I shouldn't be here. I don't get on with the people. I can't even do the job properly. Um, No one's helping me. Guys, should you be there? And here's another one. Sometimes because we're frustrated, we think, no, uh, God doesn't want me here. And sometimes frustration can actually be a good thing, where, yes, sometimes you shouldn't be there, but sometimes that frustration is actually helping you grow. Sometimes their frustration is there to help you help other people. So open up your mind a little bit more. Open up your eyes a little bit more. We've got to stop looking at sometimes just the situation and things that are happening around us and thinking, this is my ticket out of here. Because maybe God's wanting you to actually stay there. Um, So frustration can be a good thing and I'm going to close very shortly so just like Knox shared with us last week that fear can be good or bad in the sense that a healthy fear um, keeps us from doing things that will be harmful to us like we don't touch fire because we know we're going to get burnt or we don't stand too close to the edge of a cliff because if you fall stuff's going to happen, it's not going to turn out good (laughs) And sometimes a frustration can be a good thing, a God thing in our lives. And it can push us out of our comfort zones and out of complacency. Because sometimes when we get too comfortable being in a place where God actually wants to move us out of, maybe he'll bring in just a little bit of frustration so that we start to get a little bit like, okay, this is uncomfortable, maybe maybe I need to start, you know... Looking at other things, maybe doing things a little bit differently. It's not always necessarily getting out, but maybe just doing things differently. Because we also get so set in our old ways, and sometimes the old ways are not needed anymore. We've got to be open to the new things. Frustration can be good because um, it sometimes can help us to see what's not working and then change it for the good or change it for a way that's maybe more relevant or more applicable It gives us motivation to achieve more, to do more, to open up our minds. It can even push us towards creativity. Um, Richard Branson said, frustration can be an enormous driver of change if you are good at spotting the opportunity sitting right at the center of the problem. Too often we, we don't look for the opportunity. We see the frustration as a hindrance or as a blockage when actually we should be looking for the opportunity. And sometimes we need to throw in, I, I watched a really good TED Talks, um, just about our sometimes just throwing in a bit of chaos, or in other words, frustration, can have, uh, help us have a more creative outcome or can maybe help us see things a a little bit differently, where we wouldn't maybe be open to that initially, but once you're in there, once you're letting frustration, in the good sense, do its work, it can produce really good fruit. Um, Winston Churchill said, A pessimist sees the difficulty in every opportunity. An optimist sees the opportunity in every difficulty. Are we just seeing difficulty and not opportunity? Again, do we need to maybe just have a mind shift and just change a little bit of the way that we're thinking? My last scripture, I love the, just how the Message Bible says this in Romans chapter 12, verses 1 to 2. It says, so here's what I want you to do. God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life. You're sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life and place it before God as an offering. Embrace what God does for you. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for Him. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention to God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings the best out of you, develops well-formed maturity in you. Guys, God wants to change you from the inside out. He wants to make it better. And when we just learn to deal with the frustrations of life a little bit better and we start to let God work on the inside, that we have those little heart checks, that in those moments where we choose to empower our spirit and let the word in us begin to work in us, that we begin to be more likable people. (laughs) And I really hope that somehow, in some way, this message has just helped you a little bit more. Especially when it comes to putting expectation on people. Especially when you have never even communicated a certain expectation, but you're disappointed or frustrated that they haven't done certain things. But you've it's just been an expectation that you've put on somebody or something and you've actually never stopped to engage and communicate. So can we stand? And what I'm really just wanting us to do in this moment is just to just to engage with god and maybe just do a little bit of a heart check that maybe we can just in this moment if you're just feeling really frustrated with life with people and with things to the point that it's really made you a hard person a frustrated person an angry person an irritated person and it's kind of began to hinder your relationships. It's It began to hinder your effectiveness. That maybe we can just take a moment and just begin to look at the, what is the source of my frustration? And how can I change this? What do I need to change in my life? How, do I need to have maybe just a little bit of a, a heart check and maybe just let the Holy Spirit come in and... Show me things where maybe it's people, not people that are the problem, but it's me. Because we're so, as I said, so so quick to put blame on other people when we're actually not willing to stop and look at ourselves and see, maybe I'm not, maybe I'm not kind. Maybe I'm not doing what I need to be doing. Maybe I'm partly to to blame in some of the frustrations that I'm experiencing in my life. So Lord, we just we want to bring our hearts before You, and we want to bring our lives before You, and we we pray, Holy Spirit, that You would just come and highlight specific areas in our lives where we're really struggling, where we're struggling to just find the joy. That when things happen to us that don't go as planned, that we just so easily give in to the flesh that we don't stop, Lord, to wait on you and wait for a heart's response, Lord, that says, Jesus, how should I respond? And Lord, we want to thank you that you would come and fill that gap in between our expectation and our experience, that we won't lower... Our expectation, just because we've had bad experiences that we would always, Lord, be looking to you that we would always give of our best that we won't hold ourselves back because we know people are going to disappoint people are going to let us down but like your word says, Lord that some trust in chariots, some trust in horses but Lord, we will put our hope and our trust in you That we're not going to look to people to make us happy, to fulfill us, to meet our expectations. Because we're not perfect, Lord, but you are. And we, in this moment, Lord, just pray that there would be a mind shift and a heart shift. And I also just want to encourage us, just... If you feel like you need to release some frustration, like it's been bottling up, like things have been happening and you're just really feeling the pressure, you're feeling frustrated, life isn't going as planned. maybe you just need to, maybe you just need to release some frustration right now. I want to ask you, don't just stand here and expect it to just go away. You need to engage with God. The word says that faith without actions, there's really no faith at all. So, in faith, ask God to come in and, and where you, you just know something keeps pushing your buttons. Maybe it's a person, maybe it's a situation. Things keep happening. Just ask God for His grace.
1: Church, um, as we draw to a close, I just feel in my heart that there are people amongst us who are not just frustrated with life and issues, but who are frustrated with God. They feel like God has not been answering what they've been wanting. There are some people here who are even saying, look, I do come to church because that's what I know, but I'm not happy. I feel like my prayers are not answered. I feel like the things that are, are so deep in my heart that I, are my passions. I feel like God is letting people walk on me. As, I, as, as Eloise is preaching, as I'm sitting there, I feel that heaviness in my heart. that There are some people who are saying, look, we are just holding on a, on, on, on a very uh, tiny string. Because it's so easy to let go right now. You are in a space where everything around you is frustrating because you see people who are not believers, everything is smooth with them, they are advancing, but every time you trust on God for a breakthrough, you feel like you are limited, you are, you are hindered, you feel like there is a blockage in your life. And God is saying this morning, all things work together for the good to those who trust Him. And He wants you to come into his presence and he wants to assure you that he is with you. He, he is not promising something different from what he's been doing, but he's saying the frustration that you have, he wants you to bring to him because he wants to heal you from it and he wants to allow you to walk in a space where you know that even if things are not happening, but he is with you. Even if what you want, even if your expectations are not met, but he is there to work in your life even in those unmet expectations. And I just want to invite you uh, to the altar. If you are that person, you are feeling so frustrated, especially with God. You feel like even in the way things are not working, just come to the altar. Let's just pray with you. We just want to pray with you and walk with you and allow God to heal you and allow God to, to deal with that issue in your life right now. Whatever issues that are there, Maybe it's dreams that you feel like they are shattered. Maybe it seem, seem like all your visions, all your planning is in vain. You plan, you strategize, you pray, you fast. When you are excited about it, it just goes away. And God is saying, today I just want to break through. I just want to break that over your life. I just want to invite the leaders to just come in and just minister to these uh,